0: A recent FBI warning about increasing cyber attacks aimed at financial institutions and a cyber threat level increase issued by the Financial Services Information Sharing and Analysis Center has put banking institutions on alert. So what do these updates from the FBI and the FSISAC mean for U.S. and international banking institutions? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, and I'm joined today by Bill Wansley, a financial fraud and security consultant at Booz Allen Hamilton, who says cyber threats are increasingly becoming a top concern for federal investigators and the financial services industry. Bill, in August, you and I spoke about cyber attacks, oftentimes backed by nation states and other political adversaries aimed at U.S. banking institutions. Given the recent warnings issued by the FBI and the FSISAC, would you say these attacks are increasing or have they just reached a tipping point?
1: Well, Tracy, this really is a a good point to continue the conversation we started back in August because what we're seeing now is the systems that the FBI, including the relationship with the FSISAC, are starting to work. And that is there was some early warning provided on the Internet of potential attacks against the U.S. banks and the uh system worked properly and these banks were given notice of that. So I'm not sure this is an indication of anything really changing. This particular series of attacks are unique and seem to have a different character than previous attacks. But what we should take away from this is that we're now starting to get ahead of them and give notice and warning so banks can prepare for them.
0: So can you talk a little bit about the difference in character? How are these attacks different from what we've seen in the past?
1: It's subtle in some ways. Typically when you see a lot of noise on the internet announcing that they're going to attack, and then an attack happens, and then there's a bragging about this is what we accomplished. That's the typical pattern of some of the hacktivist groups. In this case, there's a group that has an Arabic name that has never been associated with cyber activity at all. It's more been associated with Hamas. And for all of a sudden them to become a hacktivist group is just really interesting. We've never seen that before. That doesn't mean they're not doing it, but could also mean that they're being used for a, as a cover for. A some other country or organization to do something. Second thing is the type of attack that you see publicly being put in place on the Internet as hacktivist groups do doesn't match with the impact of the attack. In other words, it looks like there's a secondary parallel attack chain happening underneath the cover of this kind of floppy or noisy group up front. So this one is kind of interesting and uh, you'll probably hear a lot of different reports about it and we're just watching to see how it develops.
0: Now, the cyber threat level for the U.S. banking institutions, which is monitored by the FSISAC, was last week for the first time elevated to high. What does this mean, and what steps should financial institutions be taking now, Bill, to ensure that they're adequately mitigating risk?
1: Well, like I said, first of all, the fact that they elevated to high shows that there was a specific threat to U.S. banks, and that's pretty obvious to confirm on the internet. You can go out there and find that threat. Second thing is the banks should be very cautious about whether or not all of the kind of security protocols they have in place are, in fact, Uh, in place and all the patches have been updated on their systems. Uh, They don't have any random servers out there unprotected. So there are ways to mitigate these different types of attacks depending on how they are. We've seen actually three different types of attacks in the past couple days. So each one of the banks I'm sure were collaborating with other peer banks to find out what those different types of attacks were, what IP addresses were used so they can block them and really kind of tighten up their own uh, infrastructure to prepare for an attack.
0: Now going to the FBI and its warning. a number of areas of concern, including denial of service attacks that could be used to distract institutions while account takeover attempts and other financial fraud schemes are being waged in the background, which you've noted as well. Do you think that financial fraud is really the greatest concern or are these attacks often after more?
1: So it's very difficult, of course, to ascertain exactly what they're after until it happens, frankly, because we don't know their intent all the time. In this case, it seems to be more politically motivated than anything. But you can imagine, as we talked about before, how that political cover could allow them to cause even greater embarrassment if they were to penetrate a payment system and and perhaps do some fraud while they're doing that. You know, again, it goes back, what's the objective of the attack? Are they trying to embarrass the institution? They are trying to embarrass the country or or retribution? Are they just trying to get payback for the sanctions against a particular country, for example?
0: Now, recent side outages experienced by Bank of America and Chase have gotten a lot of attention and they were suspected of being backed by the Iranian government. Do you believe there's merit to some of those rumors?
1: There are indications that it's an Iranian group. The uh, timestamp, when they did brag about the impact on taking down Wells Fargo, was seven and a half hours in advance, which is the only country in that time zone is Iran. So there are a lot of indicators it's from that region of the world. But these hacktivist groups, frankly, can operate from a number of different locations, and you can also give the impression of being from one time zone when they're really not. So it's not conclusive, but there are certainly uh, have been some indicators, the use of Arabic names or Indian names and time zone that would indicate something from that part of the world.
0: Now, based on what you've said, it does sound like these types of attacks are increasing, but some industry sources have suggested that these denial-of-service attacks, like the ones suspected to have targeted Bank of America and Chase, have these been striking for a long time? There's been rumors, of course, that Citi, for instance, was hit back maybe in late 2011 or early 2012.
1: Yeah, denial of service attacks are not that uncommon uh, across any major institution. Some are just annoying and some are, are really distracting. If you're taking down, for example, a Wells Fargo site, The customers can't do business, and that does impact both the customer relationship and the revenue from that business. So first answer is, yes, they happen all the time, but most of them can be managed very effectively by the institution unless it's of such a magnitude that it actually impacts operations. And they are increasing, and it is something that all the financial institutions now are taking very seriously and putting in measures to be able to mitigate those attacks.
0: Could the timing of some of these most recent attacks aimed at these leading U.S. institutions be linked to the U.S. presidential election?
1: Certainly, there are a lot of things in terms of timeline. Clearly, there's a General Assembly happening this week, and the president of Iran speaking Uh, at the U.N. There's certainly our political environment is uh, ramping up the elections, but it, it doesn't seem to be directly targeted at that. And there's response to the videos. There's a number of potential timing relationships that are probably just as logical as the presidential election period.
0: And then what about smaller banking institutions, Bill? Are they being targeted as well, and we're just not hearing about it?
1: I haven't heard of any uh, additional. The DDoS attacks happen pretty commonly, but I haven't heard of any specific attacks like the one by this Iranian group, or it claimed to be an Iranian group anyway. We've also heard they've hit Google and Akamai recently, very similar attacks during the same time period. So it doesn't appear to be just U.S. banks, but it does appear to be major brand names.
0: And then what about these attacks? Are denial-of-service attacks the most concerning, or or are other cyber threats posing greater worries?
1: Some dial service attacks are just annoying, and they're just a statement. Others, as I said, could almost do damage to the infrastructure and or could cause uh, impact on operations and loss of revenue. Those are the ones we're concerned about, and those are a little more sophisticated and take a little more resources to be able to, to, to pull off especially to get around the defensive systems that the banks have put in place. So it's kind of interesting to see, as we go through this week, how serious the impact of these attacks
0: is. That's a good point, because I also wanted to ask about things that I've heard from other security experts. Some of them have suggested that these attacks pose significant threats to critical infrastructure because the hackers waging the attacks may inadvertently take down systems outside the line of fire. Do you think that those are legitimate worries when we look at some of these nation-state attacks?
1: Sure. If, if you're uh, really waging a nation-state level attack and you, you could do some real damage to smaller institutions that aren't as prepared as the bigger banks, this could be a turning point in, in some sort of escalation at the national nation-state level. I would jump to that conclusion quite yet. We'll see how the rest of the week comes out and uh, what happens with other attacks. But it's very, very interesting development, and we'll see Follow this closely for the next week or so.
0: Now, you've touched on the fact that it could be organizations or institutions outside the U.S. that are being targeted as well. Do you think the same types of attacks are being waged against institutions in other parts of the world, or is the U.S. really the primary target?
1: I think these specific attacks are waged against U.S. targets, the ones we're observing right now. But routinely, there are attacks around the world against many uh, different companies around the world and uh, government offices around the world. So certainly, we're focused on what's here in the U.S. because that's kind of our turf. But uh, I wouldn't even conclude that these things aren't happening other places because they are.
0: And then how concerned should other industries and organizations be? You know, we're all talking about financial services and the cyber threats that face financial services, but other industries would be other Legitimate targets as well, would they not? Yeah, I
1: I think specifically those industries that that we characterize the United States as the critical infrastructure industries, those critical sectors that have information sharing bodies established by the FBI, for example. So healthcare, I understand uh, there's one for critical manufacturing. The new legislation identifies a number of different sectors, but sure, healthcare utilities. Any part of the critical infrastructure, I think, is something that we should be concerned about.
0: In closing, Bill, I wanted you to talk a little bit about what we can expect in the future. I think these attacks are going to continue. So what steps need to be taken and how can institutions ensure that they are protecting sensitive financial data and consumer privacy?
1: Clearly, I, I've attended a couple of symposiums recently, uh, and the discussion I'm hearing from all the professionals in this business is the cats out of the bag. Cyber threats are becoming more generally uh, recognized as risk areas for companies. Certainly, the uh, director of the FBI has said cyber crime has now become his number one concern. So there's there's no question that we're getting the visibility on the problem now more than we've, we've had in the past, and there's good reason for that. I think you're going to see more emphasis on Capitol Hill with the cyber legislation, so that that the law enforcement bodies have a little more authority to prosecute and to do things to be able to stop and prosecute the cyber criminals. Uh, And I think it's going to be really important for all the critical infrastructure owners and operators to start using what I recently termed common lexicon, a way of describing information security, so it's not just the geek guys talking about it, but everyone understands it, and start to put in some common standards of security practices across the board so that everyone's protected a little better.
0: Bill, I want to thank you for your time today. Thank you. Again, we've just heard from Bill Wansley of Booz Allen Hamilton. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.